today I just want to, you know, we've been talking and, and we are all in this room this morning because we have said we want more. Right? That's, the, that's the, been the cry of our heart. That's been, you know, what pastor's been talking about and what, uh, what we've been uh, just really hungry for. We want more. So I want to just say today, just wanting more doesn't get you more. So I want to talk today just about some practical things that we can do to go deeper, get more in our lives. And so my first question I want to ask you this morning is, what are the strong rhythms that you want to establish, that you need to establish? What are those strong, what are those new rhythms? Uh, Alberto and some of the people in, in our prayer uh, service this morning actually mentioned that, you know, about new rhythms. Uh, God reveals things to us. So what do we do with the things that God reveals to us? So what are some of the stronger rhythms, some of the new rhythms that you need to establish? We're gonna, I want you to think about that today with me. And as I'm talking about some things, I'm going to really focus on one rhythm that I believe very firmly in. But there's many things that we can, that we can talk about. We're in this room because we know God has a calling on our life. We want more. There's a calling on our life. There's leadership gifts. There's uh, parenting gifts. There's business gifts. There's ministry gifts that we all have. We're all different, but we all have a calling that God has placed on our lives. So I want you to be thinking about yourself, you know, and, and the things that God has for you and that God is calling you to as you're desiring more in your life. I want you to begin to identify essential blocks of time that you need to dedicate to these new rhythms. We're going to talk about that. It, you're not going to just get a new rhythm just by wanting it. You're not, going to, uh, you're not going to get anything just by having the desire. You have to really start to think about what am I paying, what price am I paying for it? And for, for us that means... We have to set aside time. Um, I found this quote that, that says, Self-management requires 50% of our time and the best of our abilities. Self-management. Not all the things we have to do, but self-management. That seems a bit overwhelming, but if God is calling us to something higher and something deeper, we need to at least begin to identify those essential blocks of time that we need to be spending and what we need to be doing in those essential blocks of time. So um, we want to talk about that today. We know what the necessary rhythms are. We know what the main things are that we talk about all the time. Turning the page is vital to our lives. Hearing the voice of God is vital to our lives. Uh, I love Psalm 29, and Pastor talked, spoke about that on Sunday. The voice of the Lord can do anything and does everything. So we have to spend time turning the page and hearing the voice of the Lord. And uh, then there's other things too. And all of these other things, those are the really, really vital things. The other things are going to be more personal to us. You know, we need to... Uh, we need to understand what our essential blocks of time include. You know, do they include uh, writing, journaling? Uh, do they include healthy uh, eating habits? Do they include healthy exercise habits? Do they include, you know, what does it include? There's all sorts of things you can list on. Working on time management skills. Uh, reading. 
other things even beyond the Bible. And that's, that's one of my essentials, and that's something I'm going to really share with you guys today because I think it's becoming a lost art, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. But there's all sorts of things. You know, even taking action on the things that God speaks to you. Do you just say, well, I'm going to do that sometime? Or are you setting aside, here's when I'm going to take action on what God's spoken to me? You understand what I'm saying? Taking those, making those essential blocks of time to do that. And here's a really, really, really good statement that I want you to remember. And we've heard it before, I'm sure. But the way, the way this was uh, mentioned was just really good to me. You will have to say no to some things in order to say yes to bigger things. So let's think about what is your bigger yes? And I really do want to pause here. What is your bigger yes? And you may not come up with these things right now, but I really want you to think about this. What is your bigger yes and what are you going to have to say no to in order to achieve that bigger yes? Um, I, I'm just going to share just a few personal things with you, just what I do and, and um, how I'm going through this and what I'm still struggling with. I have six essential blocks of time in my week that I want to make sure that happens. Two of those things happen daily as long as I can keep it up. Uh, you know, Tuesdays I miss out on my walking, which is my second one. My first essential for every day is turning the page. And that really should be at the top of everybody's list. And I think it is in these people in this room. But turning the page every day. And then um, I walk every morning uh, in the winter when it gets cold because I love to be outside. I just, I tr- I've tried the gym. I've tried different things before. But for me, Walking for 30 minutes to an hour every morning is what I do to keep myself healthy. It's the best thing that I can do. I spend it as a prayer walk time too. So all year long I walk in every morning before I do anything else. Like I said, except for Tuesday mornings because who can get up earlier than this, you know, (laughs) than 6 o'clock prayer. So uh, and then during the rest of the year, like in the cold months and stuff, I'll walk at lunchtime or something like that. But I, you know, I miss days here and there. We all do for different reasons, but that is a habit that I have established, and I'm thankful that I've established it because I'm going to be around for a long time, and it's the best thing for me to just keep my metabolism where it needs to be, and I'm working on a lot of other things, too, with my health, but, you know, that one thing is that essential block of time, I don't let anything get in its way daily. That's what I'm talking about, essential blocks of time. And then there's other things during the week um, that I don't do every day, but they're important to my weekly routine, so I find essential time for them. And one of those things is reading books. Um, and I think that's really, that's really important for me. It may not be important for everyone, but I'm going to try to really challenge you in that a little bit today. Reading books. Uh, another important block in, in my regular weekly routine, because of who I am and how I'm wired, is strategic planning. I don't just get up in the morning and and try to figure out what's going to happen in that day. I spend time at least once a week kind of strategically planning out my next week of what's going to happen. Now, there's all sorts of interruptions and distractions and things that can occur even with that. So flexibility is important. But for me, it's important for me to have that plan and work that plan as much as I possibly can. So that's important for me. 
Um, Bible study is important for me. I can't deeply study my Bible every day, but I make sure that it's a part of my weekly routine. Um, and, uh, and writing, and I, I, I put a, this down here because I, I have to confess and be honest with you. God spoke to me. In fact, my New Year's revelation a year ago was to write it down. And I, to this day, I'm still not quite sure what that means, but I have a daily reminder. What are you writing today? And I'm not, I'm not there yet. I have not arrived. I have not established this routine. So as I was preparing this over the last few weeks, I've been thinking, God, you're really speaking to me too. And what am I going to do to establish this new routine and really do? Because I do believe it's something that God has told me to do. So uh, that's where I'm at. So, you know, what are the things? What are those essential blocks of time that you need to be focused on in your uh, walk with God in your life, period. Okay, that's what we're talking about. Think about that. How, how did I determine those? How did I think? Those are the one things I need to do. You, you may be thinking there's a few other things that you should be doing or, you know, something like that. We can all think that for other people, but we have to determine what our essential blocks of time are. And we do that. I just ask God to reveal to me. I'm a, I try to be a real minimalist. I don't want to do a lot of things. And, and you can't do a lot of things really well. You have to really pick, you know, those things. And when I say pick, but notice my language is how do you discover, determine those things? You don't just make them up. I ask God to reveal to me what are the passions and the things that he has put in me and what are the things that I'm called to do. And then I, I do write it down. I, I do make lists <laughs> of things like that. So that's some of my, uh, of my writing. And then I wrote it down. And so I have it. And I go back and I refer to it often so that I can make sure that what I'm doing is always coming out of my gifts and passions and is always leading back to the things that God has specifically called me to. And, um, and those things for me are worship and music and learning and teaching God's word. God has given me a passion for that. And so I have, that's why Bible study is important to me that I do that because I feel like God has put something in me for that. And that's a passion in my life. And then another, uh, the, the other thing for me, and this is basically in my work and my life, is this phrase, helping people go from getting by to getting better. That's, that's my desire and my passion. I want to be able to do that. Uh, for people. Those are my three passions. And then I always put this down. Travel is my bonus passion. It's my thing. It's my, 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 my R&R, my thing to do to really refresh and recover. So that's, that's, that's just a bonus that God's given me. And he's been so good to me. You know, I never would have thought that working in a school for a few, a few years here, uh, would give me the opportunity to travel so much, and then God has just blessed me so much with that. So that's just a bonus that's like icing on top of the cake. So that's for me. That's not going to be for you. Everything's not going to be for you, but ask God to help you discover what your just true giftings, passions, and calling, the specific calling that he has on your life. I mean, we're not just called to ministry or called to leadership or called to some big thing here. Define, help God define in you what your specific passions are, what your specific giftings are, what your specific calling is. And, and when you do that, um, he'll really help you um, 
to pinpoint that and then I go back to when you know those things, what are the stronger or new rhythms that you need to establish to make those things come to pass, make those things happen? Um, this is something that I uh, really wanted to share with you. You know, turn the page is important. Hearing the voice of God is important. But what do you do with that every day? Again, just a practical uh, concept. And um, I want you to think about it this way. Take what you read and take what you hear and personalize it. And this is the way that I have done that. Um, This can take some time to establish this kind of a rhythm. Um, If you're just kind of getting started out, it'll it'll take some time because what I'm going to say is, um, but but really thoughtfully and prayerfully pursue it. Uh, I think we've talked about this before, and Pastor probably has, even in this class, taught it. I've, I've missed a couple of them. But one of the things that we talk about often is discover your life verse. How many of you know your life verse? Okay, many of you do here. If you don't, take some time to really discover what that is for you. And, and for many of us, it's like, um, what is that verse that God just brings you back to over and over and over and over again? That's really probably what it's going to be. Because there's just something that just draws you to that verse. Um, my, my life verse is uh, John 10, 10. And it's the second half of the verse. The first half of the verse says, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Well, that's really a downer, right? Um, but, <laughs> but, the but, after the but, is my life verse that I say and repeat all the time. But I have come that you may have life, and some uh, translations say life more abundantly. I love the Amplified Bible because it says, I've come that you may have and enjoy life. And that means have it to the full and until it's overflowing. And that's what I want to do. I want to enjoy life. I want to just bring that enjoyment of life wherever I go. And I want to overflow in that. That's my life verse. That's the verse that God has just always brought me back to over and over and over again. So what is it that God is just really kind of bringing back to you over and over and over again? If you don't have that, I just really encourage you to do that. And then this is the uh, this is the other thing. I mean, as you're as you're reading and turning the page, you know, I know uh, highlight, underline in your Bible, write notes and stuff. But take that, write those down in your journal, and start to go back and look at what are verses that God brings you back to over and over again over your lifespan. And that's why I said this can take some time, you know. So don't take it lightly. Thoughtfully, prayerfully consider those verses that God is just really bringing to you all the time, and then. I'll, I have to give this caveat. I have, I got this idea from a conversation that Charlie Glaze and I had in prayer several years ago, and um, and it really resonated with me. And then I uh, it took me some time to actually do it and establish the rhythm, but but um, I took those verses that were very personal to me that God kept bringing back, not just one verse, but that God kept bringing back to me. And I'm, you know, again, we're all different, right? I wanted to limit it to only about 10 or 12 verses. I don't, I want to be a minimalist. I want to focus more and I don't want to like do a whole bunch. And I was talking to him and sharing with him about it the other day. And he said, I have about 11 pages of those verses, (laughs) which, okay, different people. It's okay. But, you know, and, and I have added verses because God keeps bringing verses to me. I'm not quite to 11 pages yet because I don't have the wisdom of Charlie Glaze yet. (laughs) 
But, um, and so what I've done, again, specifically, so I wrote those down and I made them into just a personal daily declaration for me. So every morning in my prayer time, I, and I've, and I've uh, you know, I know that you're not supposed to change the scripture, you know, the jot or tittle thing, but, but, um, but I have personalized them so that I'm saying this back to the Lord, okay? So I took out the scripture references. I can go find them if I want to, but I'm just going to share a few of, of those verses with you and kind of give you the idea and the concept of that. And if you're repeating these things over and over and over again and making these as declarations to the Lord because it's things He's revealed to you, then you're taking action on those things. Does that make sense? So mine starts like this. I say, good morning, Lord. And then I say this. You, sovereign Lord, have given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. You waken me morning by morning. And if you know me, you know that's pretty difficult, but he does it. You waken my ear to listen like one being taught. For my determined purpose is that I may know you that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with you, to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that I may be filled with all the fullness of God. I look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. So teach me to number my days that I may get a heart of wisdom. I'm saying these things every day to the Lord. Blessed are you, O Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. You are my steadfast love and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield and the one in whom I take refuge. The Lord my God wins victory after victory and is always with me. You celebrate and you sing over me. You refresh my life with your love. Not one word has failed of all your good promise. These are God's words to us that I declare back to him. And there's more and more and more. Um, so I, I, I'm trying to, you know, for lack of time, I'm not going to share the whole thing with you. But th- just do that. It becomes such a rich thing for, for your personal personalization of what God is speaking to you. So I just wanted to encourage you in that too. And there's another step. And again, this is a place that I'm working on because I believe God has spoken to me about it, but it's something I need to work on to establish rhythms of this more. Bible memorization is a big deal. It is. Uh, Knowing, reading, hearing from God, but really knowing those verses so that that they just come up in our spirit when, when, when they're needed. You know, and something really struck me as I was kind of studying, going back through my turn the page this last time when I started in Genesis and reading some things. And you'll find in Genesis chapter 5, you'll find an actual genealogy of um, from Adam to Noah, okay? And, okay, genealogies and lists of the numbers of the tribes of Israel and all of those kinds of things, that can get to be really boring, right? I mean, just to be honest with you. You know, but there's meaning in all of those things in the Bible. So, but, you know, I'm just being honest. I struggle with that too, you know. Yes, Joe. Remember in Luke how it has the lineage from Jesus all the way to Adam? Uh Uh-huh. That's exactly right. There's several places in the Bible where it does that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it it is it really is cool. Sometimes it can sometimes it can really bog you down, but it that that uh, what I want to tell you about this that really struck me that I really discovered. So, when so okay, Moses wrote the first 5 books of the Bible, okay? Um, but Moses didn't live Genesis. Okay? 
Moses didn't live any of that stuff until Exodus started, okay? So how did Moses know to write down the Bible? Now, obviously, the Bible's divinely inspired, okay? But I, I, really, I really got to thinking about this, and I realized, okay, Adam lived to be 930 years old. Wow. Um, all of the patriarchs, the men of old like that, lived really, really long lives. So before anything was written down, do you know how those stories were passed down? They, they told the stories. And I, I went back and I looked at this. So Adam lived 930 years. That means that he just didn't have grandkids and great-grandkids and maybe some great-great-grandkids. Adam was alive during at least eight generations of his heritage. So People down here, I mean, it was, he was alive almost to Noah's time, not quite. But Grandpa Adam could actually sit and share stories of walking in the garden with God to eight generations of his offspring. Okay? Okay, that's, that's how those stories, and, and this is true in all cultures, all those ancient cultures, there's so much of oral relating of stories. That's what we're talking about. That's why I say, how important is it for us to memorize and know the things that God wants us to know in the Bible? Take the time to do that. Make, maybe that is some, one of your essential blocks that you feel like you really need to commit to. Bible memorization is just so important. Um, they heard the stories and they remembered the stories long before they were written down. I didn't put this down here, but I've read stories in current modern day you know, we can like go home and have like five or six maybe translations or different Bibles that we have at home, right? There are people in this world who do not have a Bible and they may get just a few pages of a Bible. And I have heard stories of those people that they memorize, they get the book of Mark and they memorize it and then they hand it off to somebody else so that they can do it too. I mean, we're so blessed and we don't need to take that for, for granted. So, Gosh, uh, time goes fast. I thought I would be in trouble. Uh, It's important for us to meditate on the Word of God and memorize the Word of God. So important for us to do that. Uh, So many scriptures about that, but I think this is an interesting scripture. In 2 Timothy 4.13, Paul says this as he's writing one of the letters. When you come, bring the coat that I left at Troas with Carpus and the books, especially the parchments. So this is where I want to just end really quickly with you, and I won't go too far. Paul knew what was important, and he read a lot. He read whether he was in prison or out of prison. He read the Bible. He read what, he, what they had of the Bible at that time, the Old Testament and those things. The letters in the churches were to be read in churches and in their homes. And he read other books. He knew about other things. It's, it's evident when he preaches his sermon in Athens to the people of Greece, he knew their culture. He understood their ways. He did that because he read. And I'd never really seen this, this verse, but I love it. it. You know, it says, bring me the books, bring me the parchments so that I can read. He wanted to just do that. That is one of my high points. And I want to just challenge you to establish a rhythm of reading books. Uh, now, we can talk about all of these things, and I'm not going to go into, a, uh, I had a lot of like information and details, but I'm not going to go into a lot of them. 
I want you to know that I am not opposed to snaps and Instagram stories and all of the things that we have today that we can do. You know, us old folks keep up with our old friends and family on Facebook and there's always something new in social media. There's nothing wrong with that. I love it and I do it. But how much time, how much of that could you say no to in order to say your bigger yes to something else? That's what I want to say to you today, okay? Um, It's just really important. And there's lots of other distractions that can come our way, but our world is inundated. Our world is inundated with brief snippets of information, I mean, we can even get our news from news feeds and things like that, from Twitter and, you know, there's all of the things. But reading a book, an average book is about 50,000 words, I believe is what the thing is, average, on average. And it will take you probably, depending on your reading ability, skill level, things like that, it'll take you maybe four to six hours to complete a book, okay? So... How many of us would would do that? I mean, I have statistics here that basically say if you stopped watching TV and and being on social media, you could read 400 books in a year in the time that the average American spends on social media and watching TV. Now, I'm not even saying you need to read 400 books a year, but I'm saying what are you reading? So I have for you today, oh, and I love this statement, when gradually finally arrives, suddenly gets the credit. And that's credited to our pastor here, okay? Nothing ever happens overnight. We may think it is. And my, one of my favorite stories, which I got from reading a book, is about the Beatles. I love music. And, and so everyone thinks that the Beatles were an overnight sensation when they hit the music scene in, uh, in the U.K. and in the U.S., Back in the day. You guys remember the Beatles? You know the Beatles, right? Okay. Um, (laughs) Everyone thinks they're an overnight sensation. What no one really knows, unless you read about it, unless you find out this information, is that for three years at least prior to that, they spent almost every night playing eight-hour sessions, eight-hour gigs, in a German um, music... um, place like uh, it wasn't like a nightclub or something like that but they spent three years playing almost eight hour a day sessions it's the 10,000 hour rule um, and it's in one of Malcolm Gladwell's books that I really like but um, it takes 10,000 hours to become uh, an expert in something so the idea is um, you know so in reading one of, the, one of the pieces of information that I got is if you, read, uh, if you read an hour a day a book about a particular topic that you want to really know, in seven years, you will be an expert on that topic. Now, that's cutting down the time a whole lot in terms of reading an hour a day because that's only 2,500 or so hours. So, you know, there's the difference. Reading is vital. I have... I want to give you today, if you want it, I have a book list of my 30 favorite authors and books. Um, I've brought some of my personal books to help you get started because I want to say, what stronger rhythms do you want to establish? If reading is one of the stronger rhythms you want to establish in your life, then I want to help you get started and do it. 
If there's something else, then just, just uh, you know, decide that and then go for it. Here's the deal. We talk about, turn the page, read, 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 read the Bible, read other things that will help you. Um, hear the voice of God. Read, hear, and then here's the step. Take action. Do. Do something about it. If you do those three things, this is just an educational uh, understanding. If you do those three things, you won't forget it. Share with other people what you've, what you've learned, what God is speaking. That's why we do these things. That's why we have community groups. That's why we do the things we do. If you do those three things, it's like, yeah, those three things, it's like a three-stranded cord, and you won't forget. Those things will stick with you. Okay, so um, I, could, I could go on and on, but I'm going to stop right there. And if you would like uh, Pat's book list, I have this up here. If you want to talk to me about any of the books, uh, if you want to take any of them, just write your name down, but go for it.